0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical to manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine woo-woo and work ethic, strategy and manifestation, then stay tuned. This is for you. Hello everybody. So today we have the moon in Capricorn which is really appropriate for this episode because our guest Krista also has her moon in Capricorn um so the moon in Capricorn really means like now is a time to just get working on those goals like what do you want to do what do you want to accomplish like now is the time to like lay out the path and figure out how you want to get there um, Capricorn is, like, serious, it can be a little bit, um, detached almost, it's focused, it's dedicated, it is going to reach its goals, it's ambitious, um, it cares about climbing that ladder and, like, achieving the success that it wants, so this is, like, such an amazing time for you to focus on, like, what success do you want to create, what do you want to create for yourself in this lifetime? Um, this moon phase analysis was brought to you by the Magic of the Eye Astrology Planner. They also have an incredible g- dream journal available at the moment. And being a listener of the podcast, you can get a discount of 10% off of anything on their website using the code KimAcrig. and the website is magicofeye.com. How is everyone doing right now? How are you going with everything? How is your isolation or lockdown or whatever you're experiencing working for you at the moment. Um, I'm in Australia. At the moment, our restrictions are being lifted a little bit because apparently we've been really good and managed to slow down the spread of COVID. So that's been good. Um, But it has definitely been an interesting time in terms of just going inwards and what we're doing in our business um, at the moment, I have RTT sessions available for the month of May, um, and so like this is an incredible way to process like any trauma or any stress that you may have been experiencing from what was happening. Maybe it showed you patterns that you had or fear that you had around money or like scarcity, and RTT works by like going back to the point where you formed the meaning around whatever belief you have that's going on so say for example you've got like some money blocks and we can dive into like where those started for you they usually come from childhood from your primary caregivers and seeing how they spoke about money in your house and then your subconscious holds on to that meaning and RTT really works like almost upgrading your computer software and imprinting new powerful beliefs as well as getting rid of the old ones that were running your system because most of our behavior is run by our subconscious. So I have sessions open if this is something you'd like to work with me on. They are at an early bird rate for 250 at the moment. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at kim.akri-G or you can find me on my website kimakrig.com. Today's interview is with Krista Weber, the founder of Femlux Life Co., and Krista is an empowerment coach specializing in helping women get aligned with their confidence and accessing their inner femme fatale, and if you have been on Krista's Instagram, which you definitely should go and check out now, um, you will see how she is the absolutely the embodiment of this. She's a total badass, as well as being a beautiful, confident, amazing person and friend, um in our interview we talked about how you can learn to speak up for yourself, how you can be more confident, how to just kind of step into that biggest baddest version of yourself because let's be real, everyone could be more empowered, more confident, like just stepping into that true version of themselves. So you're going to walk away from this interview with so many tips on how to just do that and how to be just your truest, most confident, baddest version of yourself, which everyone wants. So Let's get into the episode. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you want to first start off by telling everyone what's your morning ritual? Okay,
1: yes, I love a morning ritual. I am a huge morning ritual person. Um, so I have a daughter, she's five, and I just need some time in the day for myself. So um i was doing this even before i started calling it a ritual but now i see that it is so it's just like my me time but mm-hmm. i need it to get grounded for the day so um i have like it's kind of like a longer ritual i guess but i like i wake up wash my face with cold water i make some kind of latte and then as i drink the latte i have an ice mask on my face i have an aroma diffuser going I have candles and I meditate for like 10 minutes. And then after I've meditated, I do some journaling, like gratitude journaling to ground myself, my affirmations for the day. And then now the latte is kicked in and then I will work out for like 30 to 45 minutes. So that's my morning ritual and I love it. And it just gets me grounded and set to slay my day. I love love it. What have you got in your diffuser right now? um it is a citrus combination um it's something fruity and orangey it's gonna be german one second i'll get it <laughs> okay sounds good it's gonna be a weird one it's called it's called oh Launa. so it's called good mood
0: oh i love yeah. it i'm down for but a good It's mood. <laughs> very,
1: like very fresh and like just very like wakes you up and very fresh
0: amazing do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do and like what's your journey been to get here
1: Okay, so I am an empowerment coach and specifying empowerment because I support women in overcoming their fears and overcoming their past traumas to get aligned with their true confidence so that they can live as the strongest and best and most luxe version of themselves. And I've always had a passion for helping people solve problems. This has been a pattern in all of my careers that I've had in my life. Um, and i think that i just love helping people overcome their obstacles to succeed so i live in germany right now and i hired a business coach thinking that i was going to start working as a business english teacher and start my own school for that but then while working with my coach she zeroed in on the fact she's like actually you really love helping people solve problems. Like you're not crazy passionate about the words. You just like helping people overcome problems. So she just zoned in on it and it like blew my mind. And it felt like everything in my life has led me to this point that I want to be a coach and help women to find their voice because that was actually my struggle that I consistently seem to have throughout my life and throughout my journey. And I want women to not... Um, I want them to be empowered with the tools to be able to use their voice and stand up for themselves and create the life that they want, that they don't have to live through the difficult lessons that I have in my life. So it's like accessing kind of the darker parts of the more difficult things that I've been through and now having a channel to help other women to improve their lives, which brings all of it together and gives all of it a purpose. So it feels really special and I love what I do.
0: I love that. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but do you want to tell everyone a little bit, like how it started showing up for you when you realized like you weren't using your voice?
1: Oh my God. So it was a really hard lesson. Like sometimes life brings you to great pain and then you have to, you have to sometimes sit down and be like, "Hey, what is the pattern that I am observing right now? Like, why is this happening? So yeah, like, um, my not speaking up for myself was manifesting in my life as huge physical traumas and I can trace back so I have lived in Germany for seven years as you know because we've talked about this and I have had eight surgeries in seven years and I mean I am married to a surgeon I support him I love what he does but that doesn't mean I want to be in the OR all the time Um, but I was realizing that Every single time I was having these physical injuries in these situations, every single one of them was because I was not speaking up for myself and declaring my truth and saying what I needed authentically with authority in the moment. It's just very simple things. like For example, I guess the most traumatic surgery physically was um, a knee surgery um, that resulted because I was skiing and I didn't want to be skiing. I had no business skiing on that mountain. But um, I was was there with my family. I was supposed to be skiing. And they were like, just go, like, just do it. Um, We were in the Swiss Alps. I don't speak like Swiss Italian. (laughs) So I knew that I wouldn't be able to read the signs up on the mountain. And I also know that I'm not a great skier. I also was tired. I also didn't feel like it. I actually don't like the cold very much. I'm not a very good Canadian in this way. (laughs) Um, But I went up on that mountain because I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to create a conflict. So even though I had zero desire, interest, or even faith in myself that I could do it, I went down this mountain. And I actually had the thought when I was at the top, like you're going to go down on your skis or you're going to go down in a body bag. So just get down this mountain right now. (laughs) And if i had just spoken up and then what happened i i couldn't read the directional signs i didn't know if i was taking the most difficult way or not like both signs are the same color they're both red which makes no sense to me so like which one is harder so i followed the track that quote everybody was taking and quote well it turns out that these people are all like major professional skiers and they're going down the hardest that's like basically vertical and what happens i wipe out and i destroy my knee which resulted in an extremely painful surgery and like months and months of recovery. Um, My knee still hurts. I still don't have full mobility in this, in this leg. And it's a reminder, but like the pain actually reminds me, I still have to do physio sometimes and it still reminds me to this day, use your damn voice because what is the worst that will happen? Like if I would have just said no, then what? Okay. A little fight or like a little disapproval for a minute, but instead I had, months of pain, like physiotherapy, mental trauma, like, you know, and then there are are other situations as well. Like every single time I've had massive physical injury, it's because I didn't use my voice. Mm -hmm. And then interestingly enough, as you know, I just had thyroid cancer, Mm -hmm. which I see as kind of a manifestation of a final stage of my healing spiritually but I now have kind of come full circle because it's so interesting. Why thyroid cancer? Why right there? Exactly where my voice is. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, I didn't even know it was cancer. I chose to have the surgery because my doctor randomly found this lump, a female doctor that I found myself. So this is all my own power operating here in the sphere of my life. um, a female doctor that I really connect with here in Germany who speaks perfect English. She's also French, so she's fabulous. And she like randomly, completely randomly did an ultrasound on my thyroid. And she's like, whoa, you have a really big lump there. If you want, you can get these diagnostics done, if you want. And at every stage of this, it was like, it's your choice, Krista. If you want, you can get these diagnostics, if you want to. Oh, okay, it's a big lump. And it's like this kind of lump. If you want, you can have it removed. It's an elective surgery. And I'm like, so now the power was in my hands. I could choose. And I trust me, I had no desire to have another surgery, especially not to have a scar on my beautiful neck. But I got to choose now for the first time. And then I could say, okay, it's irresponsible if I know that there's something there. And if I happen to live in the place in the world where we have like the best specialists exactly for this, it would be irresponsible of me not to choose to have it to be taken out. And I am trusting like it's my body. I have sovereignty over my body. I am choosing to do this. And then, you know, we just thought it was a lump. But then it was when I was in the OR on the table being operated they found a tumor inside a perfect little tumor like a little blueberry mm-hmm. completely early stages so i was diagnosed and cured of cancer within an hour oh my
0: God. like
1: and that happened because of my choice mm-hmm. so it's like a full circle of me learning to use my voice and having massive physical manifestations of the repercussions of not using my voice physical pain i mm-hmm. mean there's n- almost no greater stimulus for us mm-hmm. than physical pain So over all the years that I've lived here in Germany, it has been, and like, I love my life here, but like almost comical, the stuff that has gone wrong, like almost like voodoo doll type stuff, but has led me to this lesson of use your voice. And so that is my passion to help other women to do the same. Hopefully before they've had eight surgeries, car accidents because you know what I mean? Like physical, horrible things going wrong. Like you can, you can use your voice now. You don't have to let it go so bad the way that
0: I did. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's like that thing where people always ask, like, how do you get in touch with your intuition? And I'm like, look, if you're not listening to it, it will get in touch with you. Like it will yes. just keep showing you bigger and bigger things of where you need to grow into. And like, however long you ignore it is how big it's going to get.
1: It's so true. Like the whispers become screams and like people can just, you can become numb and you can become so used to your pain Mm -hmm. that you like, even if it's just mental pain, psychic, spiritual pain, you can become so used to it that you somehow allow it to be normal. But Mm -hmm. like women like you and I, in the work that we do, it's like our purpose and our calling is to kind of shake people out of it and be like, you don't have to choose this. You can actually live differently. There's a different way. But it's, it's getting people to understand that that they can choose so
0: important and so powerful. Yeah. And like, what do you think was like your turning point? Like at what point were you like, oh my God, something needs to change. Like this can't keep going like this.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. So many, so many times. Um, But um, I think it's really typical as well that like maybe as women or in relationships, but, like relationships have cycles and patterns, and the patterns kind of tend to repeat like you have a big fight, and then there's like a moment of peace and like some kind of reconciliation, and then you go down into the smooth area again, but then the fight will happen again, like mm-hmm. just like the patterns will, will repeat mm-hmm. and I guess for me, a lot of a big part of my journey as well was acknowledging my own trauma from my childhood mm-hmm. and my parents divorced when I was little and I have, you know, and again, like probably my mom wasn't speaking up for myself or maybe my dad wasn't expressing himself. Like, so again, it's about like authenticity, expressing yourself authentically. Like if, if they had had the tools to understand how to communicate better then maybe my brother and I would have been spared the discomfort and the trauma of this divorce or something. So I have a daughter and she's five and she's so smart, and I just know that she's watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't wanna repeat this pattern for her. Mm-hmm. And like the age of three, four, five is like when the memories really start locking in. And so I'm like, I was just very aware. I'm like, I am setting an example for my daughter. I am mm-hmm. setting an example for my baby girl of what, how it's okay to feel, how it's okay to communicate. Um, I don't want her to see me crying in the car. I don't wanna snap at her because I'm not happy. Um, I don't want to see, I I don't want her to see her dad trying to like make me happy in these ways. That's just not reaching me Mm -hmm. and to see his frustration. Like, I don't, I don't want that to be her normal. So actually my daughter was really the the biggest, um, inspiration and influence. I'm like, I have to solve this. I have to like Mm -hmm. get, get to the bottom of this, like these, these patterns have to stop. And I also don't wanna be in the OR anymore. I don't wanna be recovering from these surgeries anymore from, from weird stuff that's happening to me. So I wanted, I wanted to just, I wanted to rewrite the story and I wanted to explore it. And then when I went deeper, um, then I got to see, okay, like these are patterns and like, why do I behave the way that I do? Why am I responding the way that I do? Mm-hmm. What are my triggers? And then it's also, that also led me to like compassion with myself. Mm-hmm um, allowing being more gentle with myself, which now I can be more gentle with other people. So when somebody else has a trigger for themself come up, I am able to meet their anger with compassion mm. and with more understanding, like still standing in my authority, representing my needs, mm. protecting my daughter, protecting myself, protecting my integrity, but I can, separate myself from it in a way and be compassionate and be like, Kate, hey, you have a trigger. Why is this happening to you? So I can meet it with love instead of meeting it combatively, which is what I used to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And <laughs> it's sort of like,
1: it's, I, it's like a strength, but it's coming from a feminine place, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And so say someone's like on that journey and they're like, okay, like I know that I'm maybe not being totally authentic or I'm not speaking up for myself. Like, where do you think they can begin if they're like, okay, I'm ready to ditch that behavior. Like, where do I start?
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, so that's interesting because I don't like, you have to kind of have this reckoning moment. Mm. So you have like, what we say sometimes is like an A to B transformation, but first you have to know that you can be at A. Mm. So the first step is definitely recognizing it and being like, this is something that I do. Mm. And then you have to be willing to take a stand for yourself. Not even this isn't like your first opponent is actually yourself. Your first opponent is your ego and being willing to say like, I don't like the way that I feel. and number one, I don't like the way that I feel. Number two, I believe that I can change this. Mm -hmm. So that's actually the first step is just to get real with yourself Mm -hmm. and to say, this has to stop. And then you have to approach it with some curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I kind of sum it up this way. So this is like an easy way to digest it. Cause like when you're in a stressful moment, so needing to speak up for yourself with authority, it's usually going to be under some kind of pressure there's usually going to be some situation or some people, maybe it's a tough situation at work and you're being pressured to do something that you don't want to do, like, or even just give up your weekend to keep working harder. Like, Oh, she'll do it. Like, just let her do it. Like just dump it on her desk and she's going to do it. Um, or yeah, maybe your family or your man or your parents-in-law or, uh, who knows who, or like a, a friend who's like kind of a frenemy, you know, like somebody who, you know, You're in this role right now, but here's what you can do. I call it the best friend test, the bestie test. Mm -hmm. And this is how you can check. This is like a litmus test to see if you're speaking authentically in the moment. If your best friend was there sitting on your shoulder or just with you, what would you say to her about the situation? Would you like, would you be like, I am totally cool with working harder and doing free overtime this weekend? Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm totally cool with this. Mm. Or would you be like, girl, I this sucks. I don't want to do this. This is dumb. This is rude. I am so offended. I don't want to do this right now. Or like, you know, so what would you say to your best girlfriend if she was there beside you right now? Or if you were just texting her to do it? How would you describe the situation to her? Because yeah. that's your authentic response. Mm. That's, that's the genuine response. And maybe your response would be like, yeah, I hate this. This sucks. But I know that I should do it because... It's gonna get this and this and this. Cause sometimes we have to push through a tough situation to achieve a goal or Mm -hmm. something. So sometimes it's okay to complain, but Mm -hmm. then you still come to a place to be like, yeah, it's okay. You know, I can do it Mm -hmm. um, because here's the benefit for me, X, Y, and Z. But so just do the bestie test. Just Mm -hmm. think like, how would I communicate this to my best friend? And then however you would communicate it to her, put that lens onto the situation. And then you just have to have the guts to represent yourself. And that is the scary part. So it's all good when it's just in our mind. Mm-hmm. But when you actually have to take an action that's new for you. Like if standing up for yourself is new for you, as it was for me, it's going to be terrifying in the moment. You're going to have a fight or flight reaction. Adrenaline is going to be flying. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to know that it's going to be okay. So think about the worst case scenario. And, and this is all happening very fast. This is happening within seconds in your mind. So you have to train yourself and you have to get used to it. And the first times it's going to take a little bit of time to do this, but um, it'll just become second nature when you do it but just do some exposure therapy and think like what is the worst thing that can happen? What are these people going to do to me? If I represent, okay, is my boss going to fire me? Is somebody going to flip a table over? Are they going to like throw something at me? Um, Am I going to be physically hurt or am I going to be punished somehow? Probably not. Like psychologically speaking, 90% of our worst fears don't ever happen. They're just completely made up in our mind. So if you confront the worst case scenario of a situation And be like, okay, well, I can handle that. Okay, if they flip a table over, uh, then it'll be loud, it'll be scary for a second, but then they're actually really making a fool of themselves by doing that, so that's not that bad. Um, Mm -hmm. If they fire me, well, I hate this job anyway, so (laughs) that's fine, Um, or whatever. But just like go to the worst worst case scenario in your mind, confront it, and then know that ninety percent chance that is not even going to happen, not at all, Mm -hmm. um, and then choose to put that best friend lens on the situation and bring that authenticity into it. Mm -hmm. And like maybe your best friend, you would talk some shade and being, you know, maybe there would be some name calling or something. So don't do that, but just, (laughs) (laughs) but just like access that true, your true instinctive reaction and then just, just say it, just Mm -hmm. do it. And then I also have a tip about how to just say it because please that could be very scary and difficult too. So, yeah. um, cause like I said, like, it's all good in your mind when it's pretend, but when yeah. you have to bring it into the world, using your voice, that yeah. can be a scary moment. Ooh. So there's a tip that I learned and it's a really, it sounds weird and crazy, but I learned it from one of the smartest and most like powerful, authentically aligned women that I've ever met. And she happens to be my godmother Aww. and I adore her. I fabulous um and she's like a very successful businesswoman and like super powerful negotiator I just watch her in awe I'm just in awe of her Mm. and she um totally made her success like in a man's world she's beautiful but she's so smart so savvy Mm. and she like she's a bombshell for sure but so smart and uh this is what she told me and i'll never forget it. She told me when I was in my young my young 20s so like ages ago. Um <laughs> she said um honey bunny, she calls me honey bunny. She's like honey bunny, you just say what you need to say and then you stop talking. Don't run your mouth because whoever talks first loses in a negotiation. And this is like negotiating 101. But I'm like, but how I'm a Gemini son. How do I not talk? <laughs> How do I not talk? And, but she's a Sagittarius son, So she has the same problem. Yeah. But um, so she's like, say alpha wolf in your head. Mm. Mm. What? And she's like, just, just say what you need to say. Look them in the eye. And then you say alpha wolf, alpha wolf, alpha wolf in your head. So yeah. it sounds super, Weird and it sounds like some voodoo nonsense but you're you're giving your mind something else to fixate on and there's something mm-hmm. so powerful like we all know what an alpha wolf is like right totally. you can, there's a stance there yeah. are some eyes there is like yeah. a fierceness so when you say that word in your head you're not running your mouth verbally you're mm-hmm. running your mouth in your head on yeah. yourself but what you're doing is you're embodying this kind of force like this kind of energy just yeah. by saying the word and thinking about this creature in your head, it sounds. I know it sounds so crazy, but I'm telling you, I negotiated multi million dollar contracts when I was 22. Oh my god! And, yes, against like 60 something year old men mm-hmm. who had been in the business for ages. I was in real estate before. By mm-hmm. one girl, like there is so much power when you stand in your strength and you just say what you want. Stop talking. So the alpha wolf trick it works. And I've yeah. done it. I mean, I've done it outside of business, especially here in Germany. People are very direct um, customer service, not really a thing here. <laughs> um, yeah. And if you, if you don't speak up for yourself, you'll just end up wherever, like people, they will not, they will not intuitively know what you want. You have to stand your ground. Mm-hmm. So like even in even hospital situations, if you take the path of least resistance, they will just, you're welcome to it. Nobody is going to okay. insist on your comfort your pleasure, your success, mm-hmm. you have to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I have used it here in many situations with my bad German, with my broken German, but communicating with myself, I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want mm-hmm. this. I do not want that. That is not what I said.
0: Mm-hmm. And then in
1: my mind, Alpha oh, wolf, awful oh, wolf, awful oh, wolf. And yeah. then what happens is they get very uncomfortable because now they have this woman standing in front of them. Who's just like standing her ground, staring them down, yeah, not moving. And they will, just give you what you want to end this awkward moment and then when you see that it works you're like okay I can do this all the time like it gets it feels super weird when you do it but so the bestie test and then the alpha wolf those Mm. will just really help you to speak in the moment and they also have weird names so you're going to remember them
0: (laughs) I love yeah. that so much. I feel like, yeah, absolutely. Cause especially when you first start speaking up for yourself, you can, the tendency is to be like, you'll say it and then you're like, but then you'll try and soften it and make yes. like, it will kind of almost backtrack a little bit. And it's like, you yes. can't do that. You just have to be like, this is what I want. That's it. Yeah.
1: Period. Yeah. Like you, you will discredit yourself. And like, that's yeah. such, um, I don't want to devalue the men. Like there's, I have a lot of like sensitive, considered compassionate male friends. So I don't want to say like all men are like this, but mm. it is such a feminine trait to be like, oh, I really like, um just for example, like if you're if you're going on a holiday with a girlfriend and you're sharing a flat mm. or like an Airbnb and there's like one good bed and one shitty one. Mm. Everybody wants the good bed. <laughs> so if you're gonna see two girls dancing around each other be like Oh, I'll totally take the other one. Like, I mean, of course I would like the nice one, but like, you can totally have it. Like, I'm totally fine. Like, no, that's not true. You both want the good bed. So yeah. whoever is going to actually stand up for and be like, you know what? My neck super hurts from the flight. And I actually really would love to have the nice bed. Yeah. Can I please just have the good bed? And then like, you can have yeah. it tomorrow night or something totally. and then stop talking. Don't yeah. devalue your needs. Don't take the power away from what you want. And then the more that you live in alignment, as you and I both know, the more aligned good things are going to come into your life. But it starts with you connecting with your authenticity and your alignment in yourself first. Mm -hmm. So you can practice it in safe areas, like practice it with your best friend. Like you don't have, I'm not saying to go like confront your boss today about the promotion that you want or the position that you want. I'm not telling you to go to the front of the line when you're boarding a plane, when we're allowed to travel again and be like, I demand to sit in first class. <laughs> alpha wolf, alpha wolf. <laughs> like, don't, you know, don't, go. although I have been bumped up to business class many times, yeah. no teaching aid. that has happened, but mm-hmm. practice it in small ways. Like just think about it. How mm-hmm. would I communicate to my best friend? Can I bring that intention into the interaction I'm having right now. If the answer is yes, then say what you need to say, stand your ground, talk to yourself in your head, alpha wolf, Mm. stop talking with your mouth.
0: Let them say yes to you. Mm.
1: They're going to be shocked and it works.
0: Yeah, totally. And so much of it comes with like having the self-worth and like self-belief in yourself that believing like you are worthy of getting what you want, like you're worthy of having your preference and stuff. And I think that really comes along with cultivating like confidence in yourself. So do you have any tips for like how you can go about starting that process?
1: So like managing your, your own self-talk? Like, mm-hmm. managing, Yes. Um, so you have to. Like how you talk to and about yourself is really going to reflect in all the other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So I I notice it all the time. And whoever, like the listeners and yourself, like as we both go on through our days here, you're going to be so tuned into this and just notice, even the most powerful women, we make statements about ourselves Mm -hmm. and like we decide that it's true and say, like, um, some of the most confident. intelligent and successful women that I know that I'm, that I have the pleasure to know in my life will be like, Oh, I'm so stupid or like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so scatterbrained or like, Oh, I'm just so, I'm so inconsistent. Like I just, this is what I do. And I'm just like, every time you say that you Mm -hmm. are teaching your brain that it's true. Mm -hmm. Stop saying it, recognize, don't even talk to yourself. Like if you wouldn't talk to your daughter that way, like Mm -hmm. that's, and again, because I have a daughter, I just think like, how would I feel if somebody ever talked to Stella that that way? If somebody ever talked to me like, you're just so inconsistent or like, well, you're just, that's just what you do. You're so scatterbrained. You, you're not good at remembering things or you're, you, yeah, you, you, you never stick to what you say you do. Like, oh, Stella, you know, if anybody talked to Stella like that, I would have a major problem with that person. So why would I talk to myself that way? Mm-hmm. Cuz like in our mind, in our in our inner voice, there is nobody to defend us but us, mm-hmm. you know? Your best friend would, your mom would, I hope, you know, but mm-hmm. you have to tune into your own inner voice and just check yourself. So I, for example, I used to be late and I used to think I am a late person. I'm always running late. Mm-hmm. Um that's just how I am and forever. Like Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not a person who's on time. And mm-hmm. then I was like, am I a person who's not on time because I'm deciding that I'm a person who's not on time. Mm-hmm. So then I wrote these post-its all over my house. be like, I am on time. I am punctual. Cause that's a huge thing in German culture. If you're late, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the highest forms of disrespect mm-hmm. in this culture. So in Germany, I, I read a book about like in my, in my quest to live, you know, Better in Germany to have a better lifestyle here. I'm like, what is the psychology behind these people? And yeah. um, in North America, we have like a buffer; like it's okay to be ten minutes later. Yeah, ten
0: minutes is fine.
1: Totally. And like in France as well, in Italy, like time doesn't exist. In Italy, so you can just show up whatever. But um, that's not that's not entirely true. But the Germans, like if you're not punctual, that's mm-hmm. like rule number one. Is on time in Germany is actually five to ten minutes early. Mm. so that was a big challenge for me so (laughs) I really had to shift that to make my life here easier to get along with people better and just to have less conflict in my life I had to really so I wrote these post-its all over like on my computer um background on my phone um on my bathroom mirror but like I am on time Krista Mm -hmm. is an on time person I'm punctual and then and then it changed so Mm -hmm. I like reprogrammed myself using these affirmations so First of all, you have to just be aware of how, how you're talking to yourself, and is that in line with the woman that you want to be? So, and I I joke about it. I call it your inner Karen. <laughs> like, what what is your like? It's your ego. It's your self belief. But like, we all know Karen. Like the memes. Like with totally. the hair Yeah. The manager, talking to the just,
0: manager at the store.
1: <laughs> totally. Like just like rocking the boat, and like, but like just just being a downer, right? Yeah. But like our ego, I call her the inner Karen, and like. <laughs> she she's causing some trouble so you got to shut her up you have to speak louder than her and how you speak to yourself will determine what your reality looks like so just start to pay attention a little bit like if you keep a journal um or if you're on this this uh if you have this desire if you're on this path to get to know yourself better just pay attention to it or or listen to how your friends or how other people because people do it all the time be like oh i just i'm like this i do this we make these statements about ourselves and but you're deciding you can choose. Mm. So when you realize that, then you're like, oh my God, I can do that with anything. And I mean, you know that like yeah. we, what we were talking about before, like our perception creates our reality. Mm. So your perception of yourself creates the reality of yourself, which creates the projection of who you are mm. in your relationships and in society and, it, and the, which affects how people treat you, which affects what happens to like, so it's, it all starts in you. It all starts there.
0: Yeah. It's so true. And I think like the most powerful words you can put before any statement is like, I am. So as soon as you Mm -hmm. declare that you're like, okay, that's the truth. That's what I am. And you can make it anything. You can make it positive. You can make it negative, but whatever you kind of declare it is, is what it's going to be, especially when you build it up over time.
1: Yes, exactly. And maybe, um, like there, maybe there's some inner child work to be done around this as well, because maybe certain programs were put on us, Without our knowledge or without our awareness, when we were kids. Totally. So, um, like I'm blonde, and what people may not know is I am in fact a natural blonde. Mm. Ha, I am. So, <laughs> so, so okay. there. Okay. Of <laughs> course, I use science to make a blonder but I am blonde. Um, but there were, um, but there were a lot of jokes, like um, you know, dumb blonde jokes, like in the '90s and stuff, like people making dumb blonde jokes. Mm. And if I believed that shit, mm. then where would I be today? So mm-hmm. thank God, like I have the inner forty. Otherwise I'd be like, oh, just a blonde moment. and am like, yeah. I guess I'm silly. I guess I'm stupid because I'm blonde. Like, yeah. but it can be that simple. So what did your, or like, how did your parents make you feel about your, your, your image or your body weight when you mm-hmm. were a kid? Like, oh, you're a string bean. You're too skinny. You mm-hmm. don't eat enough. You're, mm-hmm. you look like this or you're not good enough unless you look like that. Like, make sure you're, make sure you're doing this and that because your value is attached mm-hmm. to the result of whatever action. So like, don't eat that because you don't want to look like this or never, um, never dye your hair this color because girls with that color of hair are like this. And mm-hmm. so we take all this stuff in as kids. And so maybe there's also some inner child healing that needs to happen for you to go back and see like, why do I even think that about myself? And then you can address the core of it and choose. No, that is not me. That does not represent who Mm -hmm. I am. So it's just like, but what is your, would we call it a rock bottom? But like, what is, what is the moment, the pivoting moment in your life where you're like, okay, no more. I'm not doing this. That brings you to the moment of being like what I am now at a, I have every intention of getting to B, to, to the desired person that I want to be. But what, so for me, it was like massive amounts of physical pain (laughs) and psychological trauma of relocating here to Germany and the culture shock and the surgeries and stuff like that. But so what, what's your moment? And you, and you also, I mean, I think there's also a certain amount of decision in that too. Like sometimes we hit a rock bottom and, you know, and then somebody throws you a shovel and you can go even deeper. <laughs>
0: it's so true though it's like knowing like what is that point where you're like I'm set up with this like I'm not gonna deal with this Mm -hmm. issue anymore because it's like I work with so many of the similar things with my clients where like they get to a point where they have a pattern in their life and they're like I'm just sick of this like this isn't gonna be a thing for me anymore I'm ready to change it and so Mm -hmm. sometimes I think that rock bottom is the best thing because it it's like you can only go up from there and it's like it's the point that makes you so aware that you're like this needs to change and it needs to change now because I'm not doing this anymore. Anymore.
1: I know, but like sometimes, what we were talking about as well before is like listen to the you know your voices of intuition, like listen totally. to them before they become screams. 100%. Like listen to the whispers before they become screams. Yeah, like, if you're not living in alignment, life will let you know. Oh, absolutely. And for me, girl, it took seven years. It yeah. took <laughs> <seven> years <laughs> for me to get to that point because the same thing kept happening. And so, yeah. like when I first got like when I first got here, um, and actually even before Germany, I don't want to just like suggest that Germany was the only difficult time that I've had in my life. But before I got here to Germany, I also had horrible repeating patterns in my relationships Mm -hmm. with men. Um, because of models that I learned. Like now I understand that it's because of models that I learned, mm. um, in my youth or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I was repeating these patterns and let me tell you what the rock bottom was with that one. I was dating kind of the same kinds of men. Some of them were great guys. Like there weren't, they weren't all bad, but there were a couple really, really bad ones. One of them, his nickname is Anchorball, and my friends still make fun of me that I dated him for so long. Anchor Ball, amazing. Think about that. Um, very a lot of rage there, you know. But, um, I dated this. He parked outside when I broke up with him finally. He parked outside my condo and yelled, fuck You Krista, at me at three in the morning for about an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> I moved, after, yeah, I moved after that. Um, and I never dated a guy like that again, but because <laughs> I broke the pattern, but yeah. I, I, um, I even dated a guy who, um, was actually like siphoning money from my business account, which I didn't know. Like he was actually stealing from me for years. But my own self-worth was so low that I wasn't comfortable having wealth. I wasn't comfortable. And I felt like if you have money or like a bad person, I wasn't paying attention to my finances. And I allowed myself to be totally victimized Mm -hmm. by guys like this Mm -hmm. until thank God, you know, I had my my business partner. I had my godmother who I spoke about earlier. Mm -hmm. I had strong women in my life who were like my best girlfriends who were like shaking me, but like lovingly consistently reminding me of the true me of, of the version of me that they saw. And they're like, why are you not being her in your mm-hmm. relationships until mm-hmm. I finally got it, like being stalked and stolen from, mm-hmm. but like, that's a pretty intense rock bottom. I could have broken that pattern way earlier and yeah. I wish that I had. Yeah, And, see, and you know, and then, um, and when I finally learned those lessons, like it was like, it was like a mirror breaking. That's how I can describe it. It was like, it was like, really, I can see it. It was like shattering the glass of a mirror and I never could see a romantic relationship the same again. And mm-hmm. then I just, I didn't even cry one single tear. I was like that Ariana Grande song, like yeah. not even a tear left to cry. None just, left to cry. <laughs> nope. I just moved right on. And yeah. I was so successful I was so happy being single. I loved my girlfriends. I loved my life. Mm. And then when I was living that like confident authenticity, mm. happiness, self-satisfaction aligned with what I was loving in my life, that's when I met my husband, who mm. is like an um, such an amazing man, such a wonderful like partner for me, so totally compatible with me. Mm. Um compared to what I had experienced before, but it was like stepping into my truth mm. that allowed me to meet him basically, like to be, to be even aware of him and like to respond to him. Like I wouldn't, the older damaged version of me wouldn't have done that, but like rock bottom and then coming to Germany, I could have, I mean, I remember thinking at the beginning that it was really bad. Like, and I'm like, it can't possibly get worse than this. Then like somebody found me a shovel and I learned how to dig deeper. <laughs> like, so sometimes we can, cho- like, we also can sometimes choose to ignore the voices of Mm -hmm. intuition and Mm -hmm. then but you so you can pick your rock bottom it can be it can be up here Mm -hmm. or like afraid to say it but like the bedrock can go deeper and deeper and deeper like pick your level of pain but please for the love of god like pick pick your rock bottom soon and then choose to come out of it soon yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. but people who are listening to your podcast are like women who are on this journey. So I trust, mm. I trust that they're going to not use the shovel to dig.
0: Yeah, you know? totally. Like it's so, it's so funny you say that about the patterns cause it's like, it's so true. Like I went through the exact same thing where you're just dating these guys. And afterwards you're like, why did I do that? Like,
1: where did this come from?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like how is it's so, it's so hard to look back and, but that, but that should also like, that should also give you faith in, What's possible for your future? Because Mm -hmm. that's that's another really good practice to help build the confidence and the faith in yourself Mm -hmm. to choose something different and to go forward. Because if you just look back, like how much has your life changed over the last year, two Mm -hmm. years, three years, five years? So ten years ago, I would never imagine that I'm doing what I'm doing, that I'm living where I'm living, that my life is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And yes, like there's been a lot of trauma and a lot of pain, but my life is fucking fabulous. And I've designed this life, I've created this life and I've chosen to use my dark lessons to create so much light, but I'm, I'm in, it actually makes me so curious and so excited about, I don't know what's going to happen for five years from now. Mm. None of us can say that, except, you know, but the way that you're living your life day to day is going to lay the foundation for that future. Mm. So like, it can be very exciting. So if you, even if you're in a dark place right now, you can. Imagine like you have no way to know what your reality is going to be 12 months from now or a couple of years from now. But if you choose to make a change today, you can turn a ship around Mm -hmm. by just changing it by one degree. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be like a like a dramatic, you don't you don't have to be vegan immediately like right now. You like you you know what I mean? Like you can just make baby steps towards the life that you want and you can turn your whole life around Mm -hmm. and end up somewhere completely different. Yeah. And I, I believe that. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So I have a question that I like to ask all entrepreneurs and that's, what do you do um, to kind of keep yourself going in the moments where you're just like scared that it's not all going to work the way you want it to? Mm, Okay. So
1: that's a very good question. And so first of all, there are two things that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. First, I remember my why. Mm. So, like all the stuff that we've been talking about so far, like my passion is helping women to live in their authentic alignment, mm-hmm. to not suffer the way that many, many women have suffered, the way that I have suffered, um and I just think, like I kind of feel like Lady Gaga with that speech there's like a hundred <laughs> people in the room, and like just one person has to, and like I feel yeah. so I'm like if there's one woman that I can help and that I can show, like that is my why mm-hmm. I'm passionate about helping so the rest, the the rest is just gravy. But like, if I can just help one woman in one day to see something differently that changes her life, which will change her family, which, which changes herself, which changes her family, which changes for her children Mm -hmm. to like reset the pattern for her life and to create a Mm -hmm. new path. Like that's all I want. So I go back to my why Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then I feel filled up and then I keep doing the work. And, um, when you show up, and you do the work, things happen. So you can't get paralyzed by your fear. Go back to your passion and your purpose. Remember your why, and then let that fill you up. Mm. And then also, you have to be comfortable. So this is the second thing. You have to be comfortable with a certain measure of fear. Mm. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like the path isn't laid out for us. So you have to kind of become friends with the fear Mm. a little bit. So I've learned to reframe my perception of my fears and my self-doubts. And this, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't know if we've talked about this, but I am more or less obsessed with David Bowie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's Not amazing. Oh, uh, he so is. He's like, he was, he was the king of my tribe of weirdos for sure.
0: He yeah. Is because
1: Somewhere he's a star man, he's still somewhere. So, um, I have so many books and like art pieces and stuff. My husband says I have a shrine, and that's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I love that, um, I, just adore it. I just adore that man. But, um, there's a quote from him, and so that I didn't butcher it, I actually looked it up and I keep it, um, somewhere that I can see it. But he said, Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're comfortable being, go a little bit out of your depth, and when you don't feel your feet are quite touching the bottom you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. So whenever I feel the fear, I keep that in mind. And I'm like, this is exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. This is exactly if I'm not scared then mm-hmm. I'm not, that I'm not in the right place. Totally. So I actually have learned to be excited. So when I feel the fear of like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Who do I think I am? Why do I think I can do this? What am I going to do next? And yeah. I'm just like, great. great. You're yeah. scared. Excellent. That's you're exactly right what spot. you're supposed to feel. So yeah. I've reframed it. So I've become friends with my fear because of David Bowie.
0: I love that. I always think about now, I'm like, okay, so David Bowie's like passed away in that incarnation. But like, do you think he's going to come back as someone else? And like, Definitely. what's that person going to be like? And I'm like, I'm just it's so Tilda, intrigued. It's, it's, Tilda 100%. <laughs> 100%. it's Tilda Swinton. Look, look <laughs> at Tilda Swinton. I'm like, are oh, David?
1: She was, I find that they he's not actually dead. dead plot twist no no exactly you know what's funny that you say that it sounds it sounds it sounds crazy but i 100 percent. I, I mean like i said he's the king of my tribe of weirdos and i'm just like yeah. he is like he is not fine he's just no hanging
0: out what a special
1: him. what a special man what a special human he was i know what a,
0: just so yeah. incredible i remember looking up his chart once and I can't remember if he was either like an Aquarius moon or he was a Capricorn sun and it was either like Aquarius moon or Aquarius rising. And I was like, hundred percent, you've definitely got Aquarius in yes. your chart. I was like, you have oh, to. Yes. Oh yeah. But I would, I
1: haven't looked up his chart. I'm almost, um, yeah, you know, I think, you know, a lot more about that stuff than I do. I've just, my, my journey and learning about that has just kind of begun. But when I found out a little bit, I was like, it makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. But totally. also Marilyn Monroe, she was a Gemini sun with an Aquarius moon.
0: Oh it makes mean, sense why she always feels so like detached
1: from everyone. Yes.
0: Like, but also there felt
1: like... something else. I don't know if it was mm, I don't wanna say it. I don't even know. But then there was something else in her chart that made her like a major people pleaser.
0: Yeah. Which I because she, like, she never got that approval from anyone in her life growing up. So she I think there's some quote where it's like Like no one loves me. So I needed the whole world to love me. And I was just like, how sad is that?
1: And she just wanted to people please. And like Mm. she, um, she was, she was like a bit of a chameleon, but she just wanted everybody to be happy and like to please people. But yeah, she had that element of detachment Mm. and beautiful tragedy.
0: It's just Mm. so interesting. I feel like when you look at people's charts and you're just like, you see it and you're like, wow, I see how that played out for you. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
1: I mean just like I said I'm just learning we we talked a little bit more about that and I there are some things that I'm really interested that I'm going to look into or maybe I'll just send you my information
0: (laughs) I'll do all the googling yes I have a couple rapid fire questions for you um favorite book
1: okay um my favorite book um so I read a lot of work-related books but my my greatest pleasure is reading non-work-related books so it's really hard to say because I read like all of the books I'm obsessed with reading. Um, So, but I'm going to say, so I I have a million favorites, but I'm going to say right now, um, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicles Mm -hmm. by Haruki Murakami. Mm -hmm. Um, I read that it's like a thousand pages or something. It's a huge book. It was written in the eighties, obviously Japanese author, incredible. And I brought it with me on a holiday last summer, um, like a month long holiday. And I was like, this is going to get me through This is like the beach read. This is going to get me through. And I devoured that book in about five days. I could not put it down. I have not been so deeply involved in a book in recent memory. It was so incredible. So, of course, like we're all reading, like we're all reading self development, we're all reading these things. But, like for escapism, this book blew my fucking mind. It was incredible. So So obsessed. I will read it again. Like, but yeah, there are so many. So, that's my favorite non work related book right now. And your favorite crystal? Oh, okay. I'm also new to this realm, but the first crystal that I bought was a black obsidian, and that shouldn't surprise you at all.
0: Not at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. Um, I bought. Oh, I'm gonna be really real. I'm gonna be really, really real with you and give you the juicy, juicy info. I bought a yoni egg oh. because of what I read on Goop. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and um. I started learning more about I'm like, yeah, but of course so this is me wanting to connect with my feminine energy and my feminine power. But then what does Krista do? She buys a fucking black obsidian. (laughs) Love it. So like of course. And then the more I'm like, what does it mean? And because it said, like, just get what get whichever one that you're most drawn to. Yeah. And so of course, like. Green, green jade or like rose quartz and like all of these other and then i'm like black i'm like the black one get the black one. and then when i started learning this is like at the very beginning of my spirit like spiritual journey as an adult yeah um i was raised like evangelical christian and i've i actually have read the entire bible cover to cover simply because i wanted to be able to argue with people about it because I love um yeah mm-hmm. and it's and it's it's my friends still talk about that um <laughs> that i did that but um so Spirit, very, like many, many realms of spirituality, I have a lot of respect for, and I'm very interested in, and in, like mm-hmm. human psychology and the reasons why, and la Interested, but um, as an adult, this my own spiritual journey as an adult, like learning more about these other elements and things, it's very drawn to the black obsidian. And mm-hmm. then when I found out what it represents and you know, i'm like power and grounding and strength, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's also a transformation, experience. too, though. So, oh, yeah. I feel oh, is like, it? yeah Ah, uh-huh. educate me yeah but how did you feel like I've never tried a yoni egg but I've got like a crystal wand like dildo pretty much and um my friend bought one and it's like life-changing like it's like rose quartz I want I want it oh my god when, it's when, I, when I'm going in that zone I'm all about
1: pleasure so I'm just like how is this is this really going to stimulate my pleasure? Because like, if I'm going, if I'm going to that realm of like purchasing things for like, for my pleasure, totally. then I'm going to be going to Lalo and I'm going to be buying something Swedish with like a 10 year warranty. <laughs> That's my thing. Love and it. amazing. <laughs> Cannot recommend enough. Um, so I didn't, yeah, that I do not have, but the, the Yoni egg, I did feel empowered. I don't know. So like when I was wearing it, but I actually have the, I actually have an IUD now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, because I needed, that was part of my journey as well. Taking control of my reproductive health, taking control. Um, And I'm not, I'm not afraid to talk about this. I'm not shy about talking about this, but I have had several miscarriages. I have my beautiful, healthy, amazing, perfect daughter, which I'm so blessed to have her, but Mm -hmm. I have had several miscarriages, Mm -hmm. which was very traumatic for me as it is for every woman. And so even though, yes, like I'm young, but I did have to make that call for myself of like, I am choosing not to expose myself to the possibility Mm -hmm. of going through this trauma again. So of course I can take it out anytime. If I did decide that my husband and I, that we wanted to have another one, then I'm sure he would love that. But, um, I needed to feel that empowerment by taking control of my reproductive health. So, um, when you have an IUD, you're not supposed to use the Yoni egg. So I'm a little sad about it. And I'm, that's like, I miss that. But when I was using it, I did feel like I was walking differently. I felt like I was walking tall. And I felt it made me connect. Like, um, I'm not sure about like the vibration of this crystal, like how it would fun, like how Mm -hmm. it would affect the cells of your body or something, but Mm -hmm. um bearing something that close to your womb Mm -hmm. um throughout your day does Mm -hmm. bring a certain focus and a certain attention to Mm -hmm. that part of your body and it did feel very empowering i have to say Mm -hmm. so and i mean also good for like pelvic floor like support and health yeah so pelvic floor strength but it did i i did like it like it felt and it also felt kind of like witchy like in a cool way
0: totally yeah, I love that because I feel like it's so – because apparently, like, as a woman, you store all your trauma in your womb. So, like, having, like, a crystal that it's, like, healing and, like, having it in that area, I feel like if you're, like, going about it consciously, it's, like, you can kind of almost, like, deprogram or, like, dearmor yeah. it in a way that will make you, like, more open and receptive later because you kind of, like, cleared the past trauma that was stored there.
1: Kind of, and, like, for – like, taking – Taking control of that part of our body, like yeah, um, acknowledging it. Like think about it. Like I'm I'm so fascinated by this. Like humans, mm-hmm. like that's we create life. Like as as women as females, we create life. We are the seat of life. We create intelligent human life. It happens in our body. Like when you know when conception happens, when the sperm meets the egg, the cells start forming. the The minute that the heart cells form, and then this thing has a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. even though it's just like a little unit of cells, this is incredible. This happens inside our body. And I mean, it is the most common thing. It is the most common thing in the world. Like, you know, I don't want to say everybody because everybody cannot, you know, everybody can have children necessarily, but um, the way that we're designed to do this, Mm -hmm. it's staggering. It's Mm -hmm. incredible to me that we are able to create intelligent sentient life. And that's just simply the way that our bodies are made and how much power do women have that our bodies can make perfect functioning eyeballs and bones and every structure, every system, a nervous system, brain, like of a human who comes out and is its own individual has its own soul, its own purpose. Like it's wild to me. Like it's, I know that it's the most normal thing. Like reproduction is the most normal thing, but when you take a step back and just think about it, like it blows my mind. So to honor and acknowledge that part of our body Mm. and to show that part of our body, love and respect and recognition, mm-hmm. um, I think is so important. So, yeah, like being in touch with pl- our pleasure, respecting ourselves, um, and taking ownership and taking control of that part of our body as well. And yeah, just honoring it, I think, is 100%. also such an important step in a woman's journey. Because, like, women who have had uh, sexual abuse trauma or mm-hmm. um, who have had miscarriages or who what you know whatever like I I believe totally that we carry a lot of trauma in that part of our body so you know,
0: yeah 100%. And, and your sun moon and rising
1: sign oh okay Gemini sun Capricorn moon Taurus rising <laughs> <Which makes laughs> A lot of sense. and then there's a lot of Scorpio scattered about in there as well
0: <laughs> yeah so good um, this makes so much sense. And what is yours? Because I'm just um, Aquarius Sun, Sagittarius Rising, and then Aries Moon, and then oh my God, <laughs> six planets in Capricorn. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of Scorpio thrown in there just for He's
1: fun. <laughs> that is so interesting. But yeah, like, and have you ever have you ever read a chart and it's not been right? never
0: <laughs> I feel like I look at mine and I'm like yes I'm an Aquarius but also such a Capricorn in so many yes. ways yes. and like all those six planets are also in the second house so mm-hmm. I feel like I have a really big like Taurus influence on my chart like ah. all yeah, you like the- values yeah yeah really tie in ah. so I'm like Aquarius on the outside Capricorn on the inside but it's so true isn't
1: it like I, I am such quote unquote such a gemini on the outside but then when you get to know me like yeah and this is so important in in intimate relationships mm. because who are you when you're alone like what's totally. the inside you and that's why yeah. that's interesting to know because mm. we present it's all about context like how we present ourselves Absolutely. in society is very different than how we are when we're alone so like mm. gemini sound like yes i'm very like super social of course i love talking to people i love vamping i like showing off i want to be dressed up and out and doing a million different projects. And I'm curious and all of these things, but low key, leave me alone. I want to be alone. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I want to be at home. <laughs> I want to be at home in my space. My home is my castle. Yeah. You can't come in. Um, yeah. And because of a Taurus ascendant, the, th- the thread count better be a thousand or I'm not getting into that bed. And like what, what kind of candles are those? Otherwise don't put them near my bath and <laughs> don't touch my journal. And <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, stubborn. So like who are you alone? So like it's it's interesting and important to know, I think, like when you're in a romantic relationship, if these
0: Hundred percent, and I think like your your Mars sign is so important too because your Mars really governs. Like I read in this book, it was like how you fight and how you fuck, which is very true. important to know in a relationship. And I was like, it's so true because I feel like I really do see when I start to understand people's Mars sign. I'm just like, oh my god, it really like
1: I see how it comes out. You dare to tell us what is? I know what mine is. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Capricorn. <laughs>
0: okay so i'm like um, ambition yeah. stability power like yes. okay. you better be building a business or i'm not talking to you like
1: yes. attracted to it interesting i am i'm am a mars my yeah i'm a mars my or um, a, a scorpio mars so uh, intense like totally. very intense and like direct mm. passionate to the point um going to go, you know, yeah, it's, it's intense. I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you dissect that. So
0: good. Well, this was so much fun. Yes,
1: um, uh, I loved it. I love chatting with you.
0: It's so good. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes. So my
1: website is www.femluxlifeco.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and femme like f-e-m-m-e and then Lux, I guess like the french way l-u-x-e life.co uh lifeco.com um and I'm on Instagram and like I live on Instagram I'm always there and it's at femluxlife.co. and it's lit like it is our slumber party it's so much fun
0: your it. Instagram stories are the best like everyone <laughs> to go and follow for the Instagram stories because they're yeah. so good <laughs>
1: Try to make me not talk on an Instagram story. Like some people are scared to show up and show your face. Krista cannot stop talking. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. Okay. I love. I love like the. I love the question boxes and in interacting
0: with girls. Like,
1: yeah. What's your favorite part of interacting on Instagram?
0: I think because being an Aquarius I'm like I like talking to people but I like my space as well and I really like being at home so Instagram is like I get to talk to everyone in the whole world and I don't have to leave my house and I'm like this is my dream (laughs) (laughs) I can talk to people when I want to about like you just find the people that you know that you're into the same things as each other and so you're like I found my little tribe doesn't matter that they're not in my same postcode like just, amazing yeah just like the constant like conversation of like always having someone to talk to even though especially right now we're locked in our houses kind of totally. so. like
1: from yeah like you can still have a full a fully um developed like professional and social life but like from the comfort of your own bed like, yeah so. it's the best <laughs> Well, your, well, your feet is so amazing and your feet is so inspiring. So just okay. like based on our time zones, I often see posts of yours when I first wake up, like when okay. I wake up in Germany, you're yeah. like in full swing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I love it. Like when I open my Instagram and I see your, your posts, your quotes, and just so, I'm
0: so, oh, it's so inspiring. So oh, I love it. Thank, thank you for doing it. Do. Pleasure. So definitely go find Krista on Instagram. Give her a follow. And while you're there, screenshot yourself listening to this episode and tag me in it. I would love to see where you're listening from. Feel free to share this episode with a friend who you feel like could use it. And as always, this episode was brought to you by the Life Cycle Lion's Mane Double Extract. Lion's Mane is incredible for just boosting your brain power. I always have it before I do a podcast interview, just so I really am feeling like I'm gonna get the best out of the interview and they also are offering 10% off for listeners so you can get any, any of their double extracts they also have reishi or cordyceps depending what you want to be using them for cordyceps is great for like a boost of energy and reishi is when you just want to chill the fuck out <laughs> um use the code kim akrig k-i-m-a-k-r-i-double g on their website which is life cycle spelled l i f e c y k e So that's it for me for now, and I will see you guys next week.